lift your Bible. Lift it up real high. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Mark chapter number 6, verse 35. Still talking about how to function in your assignment supernaturally. Amen. Mark chapter number 6, verse 35 has got a lot to say about your assignment this morning. It's going to be good. It says in verse 35, And when the day was now far spent, this is talking about Jesus preaching to the 5,000. You remember the story? When the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away. Talking about the multitudes. He says, send the multitudes away. That they may go into the country and round about, into the villages, and buy themselves food, for they have nothing to eat. Notice, when they were confronted with uh, uh, a problem, the disciples' solution was to send them away, or to send them into the world. It's funny that that has been the position uh, for the church, for the most part. You know, when sick people come, we send them to the doctors. No, the doctors should be sending them to us. Because we are the ones with the solution. Amen? Watch what he says in verse 37. And he answered and said, Give ye them to eat. Jesus always positions himself in a position of abundance and provision. He always positions himself in the world as the solution provider. He says, Give them to eat. Don't send them away. Give them to eat. Now watch what they said. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? Now this is awesome. Because a penny worth was a day's wage. So the disciples had about 200 days worth of salary with them at hand. So if their annual salary was averagely in the U.S. is what, 60,000? In South Africa is probably what, 500,000? They had about 250,000 rand in their pocket. It's a lot of money. But it wasn't still, it was still not enough for the assignment at hand. What does that show us? That shows us God's assignment is always greater than what's in your account. So if you're going to use what's in your account to relate to your assignment, you're always going to fall short. So they looked at it and they said, 200 penny worth? Man, this is change. You're looking at it like, man, if I had 200 days worth of salary, I would be all right. You know why? Because you're thinking small and your assignment is, okay, okay, moving right along. (laughs) Says in verse 38, uh, verse 39, and he commanded them to make everybody sit in uh, companies upon the Oh, no, verse 38, verse 38. And he said unto them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they knew, they said five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up. Someone say he looked up. See, Jesus looked up unto the heavens and brake the loaves and gave to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. In other words, Jesus took the two fish, the five loaves, and fed everybody. But I like what it says here. It says when Jesus took the two fish and the five loaves, he looked up. You know, I used to speed read through it. You know, I used to think Jesus just kind of took the 
uh, uh, two fish and the five loaves until the Holy Spirit actually drew my attention to what's happening there. You know, I used to think it's just some religious thing that you do. You know, when you hold hands, you look up. So I would always picture Jesus is in, in his purple robe. He grabs the two fish and the five loaves. Do, do some religious something. You know, just so people can see him. Amen? But no, if you look up that phrase, look up, in the Greek, it's anablepo. And blepo means sight. It means to receive sight. Ana means twice or second. So when Jesus was looking up, the, he was perceiving what was in the secondary realm. He received secondary perception. He was looking into a realm which was greater than the realm that you and I live in. Called, called the primary realm of the flesh. Or the realm of the senses. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. So this is why Jesus would say to the Pharisees, You have eyes, blepo, but you don't see. What he was saying was you have eyes for this carnal realm, but you don't perceive what is in the spiritual realm. So when you looked into the spiritual realm, you saw abundance. But if you had focused on the natural carnal realm, you would have seen two fish and five loaves and 200 penny worth. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have still been not enough. See, every time you look around you, see, so the title of our message today is, while you're standing in your assignment, look up. Always look up. Uh-huh. Always look into a realm that is greater than your provision. Amen? Because the two fish and the five loaves were not enough. And I can guarantee you, if Jesus had looked to the two fish and the five loaves, he would have gone into complaining and murmuring just like the disciples. Oh, this is not enough. Lord, why did you send me here? In fact, I remember before I understood that there is another realm called the spiritual realm, which is greater than the natural realm. Man, I was a master warrior. Not warrior. Worry. Man, I was the world champion of worry. I'm telling you, I had the undergrad, the honors, the masters, and the PhD in worrying. Man, I would worry about what I'm going to eat in the morning, and I would worry about what I'm going to eat in the afternoon. And I know some of you are still at that place where you, right now you are worried about what's going to happen after the church. Some of you are even worried about what I'm going to say next. <laughs> Man, I was a master warrior. I was worrying all the time. Until I discovered, hey, there's a realm with solutions that are more permanent. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, while we do not look at the things that are seen. Why? Because the things that are seen are temporary. We look at the things that are not seen. Now, if the things are not seen, how can you look at them? On a black or you're seeing into a realm that is greater than what surrounds you. And that's what God wants you to do. And when you look into it, you see that things are already settled. He is your provider, Jehovah Jireh. All your needs are met according to his riches in glory. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Everything originates in the spiritual realm. Now, if you are limited to the natural, physical realm, you're going to have some challenges. You're going to have scarcity. The two fish and the five loaves are not going to be enough. 
the little money that you have in your bank will never be enough. But when you focus in the spiritual realm and you give thanks. See, every time you focus in the spiritual realm, you are propelled into gratitude and thanksgiving and so on and so forth. But when you look around you, you go straight into complaining and murmuring. Because things, things won't add up. So when you're in a crisis situation, look up. See something that is greater than where you are. Amen. 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 So it says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. We don't look at the things that are seen. Because the things that are seen are temporary. Amen. Amen. But the things that are unseen are eternal. That word temporary means they are subject to change. So anything you can see is subject to change. Anything you can feel is subject to change. Man, if you're feeling pain in your body right now, it's subject to change. Anything you can relate to with your five senses is subject to change. Amen? So this is why you should look into the spiritual realm. Because everything in the spiritual realm is truth. And it is settled. That's why the Bible says, Thy word, O Lord, is forever settled in heaven. So when you look into the spiritual realm where God's word is forever settled, you can take that truth and superimpose it over your life right now. But it takes focus for you, for you to see into the spiritual realm. It takes focus. Yeah. And that's the greatest challenge of the, where we are today. You know, the, the, Satan just wants to distract all of us. And he knows if he can distract us, if he can get us to look around us, he's already got us. We cannot produce. Yeah. Amen? amen? I said amen. amen. The Bible talks of a man, uh, uh, Mark chapter number 4, this is Jesus talking about how you can get God's word to produce in your life. He says the kingdom of God is as a man who went about scattering seed. And that's what I'm doing right now this morning. I'm scattering seed. He said, and some of that seed fell on the wayside or on the road. And immediately the birds of the air came and devoured it. And he explained it. He said, this is as a man who receives the word but understandeth it not. See, so when you don't understand God's word, it will be stolen by Satan immediately. And one of the reasons why people don't understand is because they don't seek to understand. See, anything you don't focus on or perceive, you will never understand. I remember, you know, I would do math um, when I was in high school. And as long as I'm distracted, I would struggle to solve an equation. But whenever I'm focused and I'm actually looking through things, I would actually get some understanding. So Satan wants you to be distracted. The second uh, group of uh, people, is, he says it's shallow ground. So they received this word with gladness. That's what Jesus says. He says they danced when they received it. Hallelujah, pastor. I receive it. (laughs) They were excited. And the Bible says, but when the persecutions came for the sake of the word. See, every word you understand, every word you receive will be challenged. You know, I remember when I made a decision that I was going to function in the kingdom uh, uh, finances and prosperity that God has given me by becoming a tither and a giver. At the time I was broke, I went from broke into broker. <laughs> Going towards brokest. You know why? Because the enemy will always challenge everything that you receive and understand and make a decision that you're going to pursue. When I started learning about divine health and I said I'm going to walk into divine health, the next time I get a headache, I am not going to take a pill. I'm going to lay hands on myself and speak to it. The next headache I got was a migraine. Because he's trying to get me to move away from the conviction. 
so shallow ground lacks a conviction in the truths that they understood. And the third kind of ground, he said, is thorns and thistles. Say they received the word, but the word sprang forth. And as it, as it was growing, the cares of life, again, worries, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choked the word, so that it did not produce. And if you look at all these three things, they're all in relation to finances and to mammon. Says the cares of this world. Someone who doesn't understand that God is your provider, you will always worry. You will worry that you don't have money, and if we give you a billion, you will worry that you're going to lose it. <laughs> when you don't have money, you will worry that people don't like you. When you have a billion, you will worry that those around you are just there for your money. Yeah. <laughs> See, so the only thing that will cure you from the cares of, rich, the cares of this world is God. When you know that God is your source and He's your everything, it cures you from the cares of this world and the worries of life. Amen? Amen. The second thing He says is the deceitfulness of riches. When you start putting your trust in riches, it chokes the word. And the third thing He says is the last of things, just wanting stuff. And all of these have to do with being busy. And just running around to try and produce and so on and so forth. And I was saying in the first service, if Satan can't get you to sin, he will just get you to be busy and you will still get the same result. No fruit. Because guess what? Looking up takes a focus. It takes a meditative, contemplative mind to look up and to see into that realm. Amen? Amen. Is this good? Let's go now to Acts chapter number 7 verse 55. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter number 7, verse 55. Now, this is talking about Philip. You remember the story? Uh, Philip was preaching the gospel, and uh, they caught him, and um, they asked him to denounce Jesus the Christ if he wanted to leave, and he refused. So, this is where the story starts. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. This is awesome. That phrase, look up again, is anablepo. So when they caught him and they told him, listen, today we're going to stone you. We're going to kill you today. He looked up. What do you do when you're in a crisis situation? Do you look around or you look up? See, when you look up, it nullifies your environment from having an effect on you. See, when you look around, you're going to panic. Because guess what? It works. If they say, uh, this year we are laying off 100 people. If you look around, what's looking around? Going to the canteen and talking about it. <laughs> In fact, that's what we used to do. And then we used to have a conference every single day at 10.30 a.m. And everybody was invited. And the conference was called the, the, the Anxiety Conference. The Anxiety, Worry and Problems Conference. And we would gather around and talk about how impossible it was for you to succeed in this world, in this company, and with this boss. And then the people around me would say amen to that. <laughs> they would touch and agree with me. And what does the Bible say? It says, if two or three shall touch and agree on anything in the earth, it shall be established for them. <laughs> and after the conference, we would even have a, an online conference beyond just the physical one. <laughs> we would carry the anointing over into WhatsApp. Just say, like I was saying. 
it's impossible. And then they'll send me all the proof and the evidence of how impossible it was. And then I decided, you know what? I'm actually going to resign with immediate effect from hanging out. See, that's the mistake people make. Whenever they are encountered with a crisis, the first thing they do is to recruit 10 other unbelieving people into their crisis. See, a lot of people around me think I don't have problems. I do have problems. I just choose to share with someone that has faith that will shake me out of my doubt. Amen. Instead of calling someone and telling them, you know, you know, you, you know I have 300 run between now and uh, 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 month's end. And then they say, yo, Baba. <laughs> yo. I'd rather call someone and they say, hey, wake up. He will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Watch what's coming out of your mouth. So I'd rather share my issues with those people that shake me out of my unbelief than recruit ten others that will come and just mourn with me, touch and agree in my doubt so that it can become a reality. Amen? So Philip looked unto the heavens and watch what it made him. It turned him into something. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened. And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Man, after Jesus finished the work of the cross, the Bible says he is now seated in heavenly places. But in, at this point, man, Jesus is saying, at least there is one committed Christian in the earth who knows to look up instead of looking around. He gave him a standing ovation. Next verse. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. Next verse. And cast him out of the city and stoned him. They were killing him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he called upon God and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Next verse. And they kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, charge not this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Man, I'm telling you, this dude was in the spirit. Listen, I don't see myself. You know, and I consider myself a little bit spiritual. I don't see myself. If someone throws one stone, no, they stoned him to death. I'm not sure if someone throws one stone at me. I'll be able to say, Lord, don't punish them for this thing. I'm not sure I'll be able to pray. <laughs> I'll probably pray something else different. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this guy could pray this prayer. You know why? Because he looked up. And he saw a reality that was greater than what he was dealing with. Man, we all need to look up. Let us go to Second Kings chapter number 6 from verse 15. <coughs> it's talking about Elisha. Elisha was surrounded by the Syrian army. You remember the story? They ambushed him. So Elisha is sleeping in the tent uh, and he's just, you know, hanging out uh, with his servants. And uh, one of his servants came out. Now watch what happened. And they're already surrounded. This is where we get the song. You may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. You know that song? You may look like I'm surrounded by issues, but actually I'm surrounded by his glory. That's what we are saying in that song. It's amazing that we have to explain these songs. We had the choir practice the other day. And, uh, you know, there's a song we sing, uh, You Left the 99. You know that song? 
And someone came up and they said, Pastor, in fact, they were not asking me, they were asking their colleagues. They say, why, why do we say 99 and not 72? <laughs> and I have to say, oh, 90, he said, oh, 99 is Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you should have seen. <laughs> they were rolling on the floor laughing. I said, oh, no, it's not that. 99 is Jay-Z. <laughs> we call it Jay-Z. <laughs> And then we were rolling on the floor. But it's amazing. They, they didn't know what we were talking about. Amen? So the 99, in case you didn't know what it meant, <laughs> just act like you know, alright? <laughs> Jesus said a good shepherd leaves the 99 sheep and go and finds one. Yeah. Amen? And brings them back to the fold. So they just taken the 99 from that parable. Amen? So here is where we get the song. It may look like I'm surrounded. But actually, I'm surrounded by his glory. Now watch what happened. When the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with the horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? So the servant was looking around. Listen, every time you look around, you're going to panic. Because there is nothing encouraging around you. How many of you ever watched uh, 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 news on television and felt the power of God hit you? Yeah. Like, you know, Pastor, I was just busy watching CNN. Oh, the power of No, it won't. It's discouraging. Yeah. When you look around you, it's discouraging. Amen? So he looked around and he panicked. Alas, my master, we're going to die. Because what could he see? He could see the Syrian army. He could see lack. He could see poverty. He could see sickness. Amen? When you look around you, you will see a crisis. But watch what happened. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Again, he's talking about Anablepo, because this man could see. By vote. How many of you will say, this man could see? Just lift up here, naturally. Well, some of you don't think he could see. Well, this man could see. He saw the Syrian armies. So he wasn't blind. But he was seeing the wrong thing. He was seeing in the primary realm. He was not seeing in the spiritual realm. So Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray that you may open his eyes. And I want to submit to you this morning that you have four sets of eyes. Two for the primary realm and two for the spiritual realm. And you need your spiritual realm eyes activated all the time if you're going to be a success in the marketplace. You need to see what God is doing in the spiritual realm. Why? Because there are no crises in the spiritual realm. So he prays and he said, Lord, I pray that you may open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened his, the eyes of the young man and he saw. Behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. When his eyes were opened, he saw that he had help. When his eyes were opened, he saw that he had solutions. Just like Jesus, when his eyes were opened, when he fixed his eyes into the spiritual realm, two fish and five loaves all of a sudden became more than enough. See, so the challenge is not what's going on around us. The challenge is what we are looking at. See, because it's not what you are, are, are looking at that matters. It's what you're seeing in the spiritual realm. What do you see? 
Jesus looked into the spiritual realm and it became more than enough. He prayed that his eyes may be opened and he saw that they they that were with them were more than they that were against them. And you know, Elisha prayed and he said, Lord, I pray that you may uh, strike them with a blindness. And they were struck with a blindness and they led them into the city, holding hand to hand. And when they got to the city, you know, Elijah's, uh, Elisha's servant said, Master, sh- what shall we do? Shall we kill them now? And Elisha said, no, no, feed them. And then they fed them and he asked again, is it now time to kill them? But now they've eaten, they're full. I think, you know, <laughs> we, can, we can take care of them. He said, no, we're not going to kill them. We're going to pray for them, for their eyes to be opened and send them back so they can go and tell their king, wherever they came from, that they're not allowed to come back here. And that's how you should deal with poverty in your life. Send it back and tell it not to come back. Sickness, send it out and tell it not to come back. Amen? Amen. But Elisha could do this because he saw a realm that was greater than what he was dealing with. Amen? Amen. Let us go in closing to Daniel chapter number 4. Thank you, Jesus. Daniel chapter number 4. Did I read Psalm 5? Okay, let's read Psalm 5 first. Psalm chapter number 5. Thank you, Jesus. Watch what it says in Psalm 5 verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Again, meditation gives you the ability to see into the spiritual realm. The word meditation or to meditate comes from the Hebrew word haga, the Greek word meditatio, so it's basically a transliteration. It means to ponder. It means to matter. It means to see into the spiritual realm. Amen? Amen. And he's saying here, consider my meditation. Consider the thoughts of my mind. Consider what I see. Next verse. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. Next verse. My voice shall you hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will... Look up. Not only will I pray before I leave the house. I will also make a decision to look up as I go to work. And I make this decision early in the morning. You know, there's a song we sing, uh, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You ever heard of that song? Oh, oh my soul. Actually, that's not how it sounded when David was writing the song. It's a warfare verse. You are saying, So, you are going to bless the So, you bless the Lord, oh my Because sometimes it doesn't feel like blessing the Lord. Sometimes it doesn't feel like looking up. Because it doesn't add up. But it's a warfare verse. You have to command your soul. You have to command all your faculties to focus. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. I don't feel like, well, you're going to bless the Lord. That's what it sounds like. It should be a rap song. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't sound like that these days. Because they mumble. They mumble it, right? It's like, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And everything that is within me, bless his holy name. It's a warfare verse. 
This is what you are going to do. And this is the decision you should make as you leave your house every single morning. I am going to focus on what's taking place in the spiritual. Man, there are many distractions. Some of you, the minute you wake up, you're already on your phone. (laughs) For some of you, even when you take a a, a recess (laughs) to go to the bathroom at about 1.35 a.m. in the morning, you will make sure that you check on that phone to see if your boss has sent you an email or, or WhatsApp. Or just, man, that's a distraction. Aren't you never tell them, put the phone down. Yeah. Yeah. You need to put the phone down. Yeah. Amen. Man, you need to make time out to focus and see into the spiritual realm. And it has to be intentional. You need to look up. You need to put everything down. And let me tell you, you will not miss anything. We will be sure of that. You won't miss anything. If there is a crisis, if there is a... No, you won't miss anything. We will put it on your timeline. Don't worry about it. Amen? You don't have to look for it. You look up and focus on what he is saying in the spiritual realm. And he will take care of the rest. Amen? Daniel chapter number 4. Now, in the book of Daniel, this is the only chapter that is written by a heathen in the whole Bible. Daniel chapter number 4. As far as I know, it was written by King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar was the greatest man uh, uh, of this time. In terms of economics, the, uh, Babylon was the biggest economy in the world at the time. And he had a dream. You know, he dreamt of a tree growing up. And this tree grew up and filled up the whole earth. And then in his dream, he saw a man come and cut that tree down. And then he put an iron ring on that tree. And then he didn't understand what this dream uh, meant. So he went and inquired of his uh, 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 magicians and they couldn't translate it for him. So he went to Daniel. And Daniel said, oh, this dream speaks of you, my king. Your kingdom has grown so big, it influences the whole earth. But the problem is you think it is according to your strength that this has happened. Now, this is what's going to happen. Because you are looking around and you are not looking up. So looking up is for you, whether you are in a crisis situation or whether you are in abundance and you are dominating the marketplace. Man, that's good. He said, because you are looking within, you think it is according to your own strength that you have done this. And because of that, your kingdom will be taken away from you. And then Daniel laughed about it. And one year later, Daniel is walking around just admiring his kingdom. And he said these words, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar. He's walking around, Daniel, go back home. Nebuchadnezzar, come on. You know the story? So this dude was preaching. And he said, uh, you know, Jesus was walking around the city and uh, there was a short man called Nebuchadnezzar. He said, Nebuchadnezzar went up the tree because he wanted to see Jesus. And then like my wife did, his wife said to him, no, it was Zacchaeus. And he said, Nebuchadnezzar, come down. Zacchaeus, go up. Go up the tree, Zacchaeus. So Daniel, go back home. Nebuchadnezzar, come out. So Nebuchadnezzar is admiring his kingdom. He's saying, man, look at what I have done. And the minute he finished saying those words, go and read it in Daniel chapter number 4. The minute he finished saying those words, 
He went bonkers. He lost his marbles. And exactly as the prophecy had said, that you are going to go crazy, you are going to eat grass. Can you imagine someone from the biggest economy in the world? The king and the leader of the biggest economy of the world. He went crazy and started eating grass. Why? Because he looked around. And it fed into his ego. So this works while you're in a crisis. But after the abundance comes, God still wants you to look up. And to know that it is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by His Spirit that I'm able to do what I do. Amen? Amen. I said amen. amen. So this dude went crazy for about seven years. He was crazy for seven years. And he came to his senses in verse 34. Watch what he says. Verse 34 of Daniel. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, so this is Nebuchadnezzar writing, lifted up my eyes unto the heavens. So he looked up. And watch what happened. I lifted up mine eyes unto heaven and my understanding returned unto me immediately. See, when you look up, everything is restored. Uh, Amen? (laughs) This is awesome. And I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored Him that liveth forever. Whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. And His kingdom is from generation to generation. Next verse. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Next verse. At the same time, someone say at the same time. At the same time he looked up. Watch what happened. My reason returned unto me. See, when you feel like, man, you know, pastor, I'm about to lose it on this job. Here's your solution. Look up. His understanding, his reason returned unto him immediately. My honor and brightness returned to me. So his kingdom returned unto him. Man, I like this. So God did not, you know, uh, relegate him to eternal judgment. God is a God of second chances. Not just second chances, 365 chances. Why? Because... His mercies are new every single morning. Uh, amen. amen. So God will give you chance after chance. But when you look up, everything is restored unto you. Amen. And my counselors and my lords sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Next verse. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, now he knows what to do. I praise and extol and honor who? The king of heaven, of all of whose works are truth, and his ways are what? Judgment. And those that walk in pride, man, this guy learned his lesson. I think that's an understatement, to say he learned his lesson. I like, this dude is preaching, man. He's preaching about what we were talking about last week. says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will. And if you... Pump yourself in pride. He's going to abase. And man, he's preaching the same thing. He learned after seven years. And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. What is humility? Humility is submitting yourself to God's plan over your life. Amen. Uh, amen. And living and walking a life 
of looking up. Yes. Amen? Amen? Hebrews chapter number 13. Man, I'm telling you, when you look up, it cures you from all... I was saying in the first service, you know, when we planted the church, the first time uh, we, we planted the church, we had about 3,000 3, rand in the account at the time. That's all we had. And uh, the vision that God had given us to, to plant the church. And I'm telling you, if I had looked around, it would have altered my sermons. <laughs> yeah. I would have been preaching about, you bring that money. <laughs> you better bring that money. <laughs> I call that money to come now. <laughs> and if you don't bring that money, I'm going to pray that it becomes fire. <laughs> Shut up in your pockets. <laughs> See, when you look around, there's no encouragement. But when you look up, you see beyond the headline. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for these, your children. Lord, we thank you for focus. Lord, we thank you that you may give them sight. Even as Elisha prayed, Father, we thank you that you may give them secondary sight. Father, you may give them the ability to see into the spiritual realm. Father, for those who are in a crisis situation right now, at work, chasing after targets, that seem impossible. Lord, I pray that you may give them the ability to see into the spiritual realm where all things are possible. For those who have an impossible task before them, two fish and five loaves, what is this and how many people can it feed? Lord, I pray that you may give them spiritual perception to see beyond what is in their hand right now. Even as Jesus looked up, Lord, I pray that they may look up with the eyes of their hearts and see a greater reality with those with an ailment in their body. Lord, I pray that they may look into the realm of divine health, divine healing, Lord, I pray that they may look into a realm of new body parts, lungs, kidneys, spinal cords, eardrums. Lord, I thank you that you are releasing them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray against every distraction, every distraction. I arrest the spirit of busyness, even in this city. That we may learn to look up. And not only look up, but prioritize what you have to say about our situation. And like Jesus, as we walk, we may say we only do that which we see the Father do. Because we will have seen it prior in the spiritual realm. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for every single individual under the sound of my voice. That their assignment, their calling will not be cut short. But that it will come to fruition and that it will change people's lives. Lord, I thank you that they will make a mark on this earth that cannot be erased. Thank you, Lord. That none of these your children, under the sound of my voice, will take their gifts to the grave. None of them will take their books 
that you have deposited on the inside of them to the grave. None of them will take their businesses to the grave. But Father, that they will empty themselves upon the earth and change people's lives. Father, we thank you that if there is anyone under the sound of my voice who has sickness in their body, we release healing right now. In the name of Jesus, be healed. This is a pain-free zone. If there is anyone under the sound of my voice who is battling with scarcity in their mind, Lord, I pray that you may break that mind right now in the name of Jesus. If there is anyone who is battling with provision, Lord, I pray that they may receive a new revelation that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. You took two fish and five loaves and fed the multitude. You certainly can pay their rent. You certainly can buy them a new car. Thank you, Lord, that they will not go with their needs unmet. No, 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 no. All of our needs will be met according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you. Even for our environment. Lord, we pray that you may bring us into environments that are encouraging. Make us sensitive to our environment. Give us swift feet to walk away from discouraging environments. Give us boldness to walk away from discouragement. So that we may incline our ears only to your word. Only to what you have to say. Father, we thank you. Well, we love you. God bless you. And remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We love you. God bless you.